Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, we're going to be showing off some parts that that SwageLock, some components that SwageLock has created uh, specifically for the use on rotating equipment and with rotating equipment groups. Um, you know, most of our we call on our customers are just about every group in a plant, right? We have the analyzer groups, we have INA groups, um, labs, and and rotating equipment, and and a lot of the products that SwageLock manufactures are specific to one group or another kind of tailored to one group or another so we're we're really excited to talk about these parts which are which are tailored to you know some of our best customers out in the plants which are the rotating equipment folks so we do have a guest on today and it's jake jones if you want to plug him in i was bringing um, up jake Jake Jones is, is one of our technical advisors. We're going to let him talk a little bit about himself, and then we're going to go through some of these components. Um, one thing we're not going to talk about today that will be on a later episode are the fabrication of different seal support systems and seal flush plans. So today we're going to be talking about the components that, that SwageLock manufactures. So, Jake, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Oh, okay. how's things in in Nederland Beaumont area, my man? Uh, yeah, it's it's starting to pick back up. We're rocking and rolling a little bit, getting back out in front of the customers, kind of following their their procedures, their standardized procedures, and their policies on how to safely get in and out for sure. That's great, man. That's great. Well, Jake, can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know what what your background is, what you do with us. Yeah, so uh, so my my background is a little bit different. Uh, I didn't come from a sales role or a previous career in sales. Uh, I, I worked for a uh, I worked in the industry for for roughly fifteen years. Uh, started off in two thousand five. Worked for a machine shop. Uh, kind of just just old grunt hand. Kind of learn the ropes and, and learn how these boys do it, and and kind of learn a trade. Uh, then I then I started working in the chem and chem and refining industry. Uh, and in 2011, I went to work for a local chemical plant uh, as a multi-craft technician, uh, eventually working my way up through uh, planning and supervising. Uh, and then two years ago, roughly, uh, was looking to, to take a different uh, different road. And uh, we, we worked with with uh, competitors' products and also Swagelock's products for, for the duration of my career. So... Um, it was a no-brainer coming to Swagelock two years ago, and and near, here I am, a technical advisor role here, uh, helping out customers uh, with my background uh, in the field. Well, happy to have you here, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, you you have brought a wealth of experience and knowledge to this group since coming on, and it's amazing how you know we get our experience from being out in the field. And when we added you, and last week whenever we talked to Josh, you know, just y'all two alone have elevated our experience and our knowledge a great bit so the the you you worked in a lot of different craft areas man that's you're like a jack of all trade and i consider you kind of a master of some of these so but the thing that we're talking about today is we're talking rotating equipment and seal support systems and, and really the components that go into this and you have that millwright background you have that rotating equipment background you know tell us about your rotating equipment background when it comes to these 
components that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so so talking about these components and, and the background, so me me working as a millwright uh, on my tools or planning those jobs, we'll start with on my tools. When, when we get a work order to go work on a pump or, you know, replace a, a repair a mechanical seal, change coupling parts, whatever, it's always starting off. You grab your pump bucket, right? You get your tool bag and you usually try to have everything planned out. You have all your components that you're going to need to be able to successfully do this job safely, reliably, efficiently. Uh, basically, you, you have a set schedule that you need to obtain uh, and kind of stick to to be able to get the work done for the day in the plant. Well, uh, these components we're going to talk about today that y'all brought me in on are uh, were vital. They were critical in that in that regard to to being able to minimize uh, downtime, uh, being able to actually uh, cut time in the field as a technician and then also planning. And then we'll talk about the reliability and the safety aspect of it as well, for sure. Awesome, Jake. Well, uh, let's get into it. So Buster is, we're, again, we're doing something new. Buster's going to share a screen and show you guys some of these parts. And then uh, Jake is going to go through them. So Jake, we, we have Jake on to, to really give us the, um, you know, the, the installers look at these things, um, how, how these parts might be able to help versus what is traditionally used. So, uh, Jake, let's, uh, let's go through this, man. What are we looking at here on the screen? Grip and rip, man. Those are, uh, those were six inch and four inch metal extended connectors. And, and we'll talk about how, how these were used in the field. Um, I wish we had a visual of something that we would typically see in the field, but uh, what you see in the field is basically a, a inside the mechanical seal, which is which is basically shrunk down inside that pump case, and uh, you would you would see a uh, basically a, a mail connector, a straight mail connector, normal swage lock tube fit, and say a half by half tube fitting. Uh, when API six eighty two came out, and we were able to go from hard pipe uh, to tube, going to all your seal support systems. Uh, the two fittings became a big, big key component in that. Well, the issue with, with this is as a technician, uh, whenever you go to work on this, we call it knuckle busting. Uh, you're constantly having to get, you either got to get a six inch extension, right? Uh, go get a socket, deep socket, uh, to be able to get all these fittings down inside that pump case and into that mechanical seal. So as, as we kind of grew in our trade, grew in our, grew in our craft, uh, we, we thought we were outsmarting the system. We'd go grab a six-inch stainless pipe nipple, right? Uh, you know, half-inch stainless pipe nipple, uh, grab a female connector, switch off female connector, or, or maybe we didn't have that in our, in our bag, so we'd have a coupling. Uh, we had a reducing bushing. And next thing you know, you wind up, uh, you get outside your pump case, which is great, so you can, you can nice and, and uh, efficiently tighten up the fittings and be able to check it with gap inspection gauge and make sure you've got a good, good tie in there. Uh, but what happens is you've got a piece of equipment that's spinning 1,800, 3,600 RPM, potentially faster than that. Uh, and then here you are, you have 48 leak points everywhere. Uh, vibration, you start looking at all the issues, the pump starts cavitating, vibration goes crazy, coupling parts get worn out. Uh, and you start having LDAR issues like crazy around those, those mechanical seals. And then you have, you have a safety issue, obviously. You've got, uh, you know, you say it's a 53A with a seal pot, you got oil pouring out. Right, you get a drip hole. Uh, some plants, some facilities, their EHS department, they want to they want to be able to uh, to document every single you know drip of oil. 
And uh, not to mention, you know, all seals leak. If, if anybody's watching this and you, you've got a background in mechanical seals and you know all seals leak no matter what. So what you have is you, you see hydrocarbons present in that oil. So then you start having a, a, a larger safety impact besides just oil leak. And so uh, it's basically, these are, are a, these are a piece solution uh, that would have been huge for me to have in my bag in the field. I try to say this lightly to whoever the technical advisor was over, over my account back in the day, because they didn't show them to me. I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> so when was the, the last time you saw them? <laughs> right. <laughs> at the end of the day, these, these are a one piece solution just to be able to get outside that pump case. And, uh, and it's been a, uh, it's been a huge asset for, for millwrights and technicians in the field. So Jake, uh, look at the screen right here. There's, there's one fitting at the bottom that looks like it has a hex and, and the two at the top look a little bit different. Uh, yeah. they're more smoothed out. Can you, can you tell us about why you might use one of those over another one? Yeah. So, so the very bottom one, it's what we call a hex shank. Uh, and that's really a, a standard application for how you, you got a pretty, a pretty large opening, you know, throat tolerance on whatever you're trying to screw this fitting into. So it's nice to have as a technician to be able to just have an open end, you know, wrench, be able to get it on with a 15, 16, whatever wrench and, and start tightening up to be able to, to get it snugged up. Uh, so that's the advantage of that. But then you run into issues where you, you grab, where you, you go get a job and you're working on a sundown pump. Okay. Well, sundown pump, you've got that tight throat clearance uh, where you need to have some kind, you've only got a certain diameter to be able to fit into. And usually it's the same OD uh, as your MPT threads. So you want to make sure that machine shank, uh, and, and you still got the hex right there on the end, so you can be able to, to get a wrench on that as well. Uh, you just got to hold, hold your mouth just right if you want to put the box in with the wrench on it, just slip it over that tube fit onto that hex. So, so and Jake, you know, we, these are half inch right here that we use in both. We, we do have different sizes. Does that make these like more universal? You know, they're not, uh, trying to think the way I want to ask this, but would that mean that these components right here are really universal to the pumps and applications? It's not like, Hey, you can probably use these on pretty much every pump that's requiring that. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, so at the facility I was at, our, our, our standard uh, mechanical seal ports, our inlet and our outlet, our quenches and our flushes, they were all, we were, we standardized on three eighths female NPT years ago. Well, then we started having issues with temperature issues and flow. Uh, so we bumped our port sizes up to half inch, right? Mm -hmm. So then we had, we never replaced every single one of those seals, right? You, you just change out the carbons and start rocking and rolling. Well, uh, then you run into the issue. We changed our tube, right, from our seal pot with with uh, API six eighty two. We changed our 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 big sweeping bins from half to half inch tubing. So you got half inch tube, and you still got a three eighths MPT connection, right? So luckily, we, we we us offering these components and you know say three eighths MPT to half tube, you know half to half MPT to to a three quarter, three quarter by three quarter. Uh, it's innocent and it's universal. Not even uh, and I'll, I'll go as far as saying it's not even. Uh, these these work in multiple applications, not even in just rotating equipment. Uh, you trying to get outside of uh, you know for a transmitter or something that you need to be able to drop out of a out of a a, a root valve or something and get past some insulation. Uh, that these these play a big factor in that too to be able to go straight to two. Awesome. So, connectors. so I, I forgot to say this in the beginning, and I always forget to do this every single time. But if you have a question 
If you look at your screen on the bottom in the middle, there's a there's a Q and A button. So if you have a question about anything we're talking about, um, please please type it in there. We'll do our best to answer them as we go, or uh, or at some point at the end. Um, so all right, so we talked about extended mill connectors, Jake. What what else are we going to discuss here today? Man, next one uh, uh, the thermal well T. Oh, we'll do the orifice unit T four Buster. No, do the orifice unit. Let's go with it, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so driving this boat today. Hey, that's it. All right, so what you see on the screen now is that it uh, looks like a half inch orifice union with uh, eighth inch. Uh, uh, these right here in the field uh, before API six eighty two, you, you with the hard piping spec, you would typically see uh, you know large flue say we'll say a, a half inch. Uh, pipe with half inch 150 or half inch 300 flange uh, and then you have an orifice plate dropped into that well the problem is like say on a plan plan 11 or something like that uh where you're coming straight off the discharge going into your to your inlet or your seal flush uh the problem is as a technician uh first thing i looked at was just ergonomics you know just being able to as to as a technician be able to work on this piece of equipment without having 400 pieces you know, just piping everywhere. It's a nightmare to work on. Uh, these half-inch unions are, are simple. You can really be able to just get your takeoff, drop them in the hole. And, uh, and, the, and the, the biggest question about it was, hey, man, how do you, how can we put a half-inch union, what looks like a standard, uh, you know, 810-6, how can we put this in the hole whenever we don't know what it is? And it's got an eighth-inch bore in it. We don't want to screw up up and put an orifice union in something we need to flow or vice versa. And that's where the lanyard and the tagging system comes into play. Uh, but but doing away with the flanges whenever API 682 came out, these orifice unions uh, play a huge role into that. And they're simple, you know, and a lot of customers are utilizing them. One of the things you can't really see right now uh, because of the glare, and I don't know if I can do this, it will tune to it. But right there, there's a little inscription where this one says it's a 0.125 on it. So you actually know what the orifice size is on this So And attack. And so I know we, we keep a, a good stock of these in the in the 0.125, the eighth inch orifice, because that's that's one of the more common ones. But can we get these in different orifice sizes? Yes, yes, we can. We can get the factory to to do that. Uh, Obviously, also we, we sell sell the blinds as well. Uh, if the customer has a machine shop, you know we obviously we want to add the value to be able to have these things prefabbed and ready to roll. But uh, definitely, a factory can do this as well and do different ones, customized. Perfect, perfect. And I, and I know you hit on it a, a little bit, Jake. But the the way that orifices are installed in a system when they're not using one of these fittings right here. That's generally with two flanges and an orifice plate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some different models out there too uh, that are. I, I want to say this the right way. It's it's like a huge contraption, right? If they're not using flanges, there there are customers. There there are uh, other vendors that that supply orifices. Uh, the difference is is you have there's a lot of different components, a lot of NPT connections on that as well. Uh, to get to tube, as far as integrated tube fittings, just like this union here, uh, with just a straight bore through eighth inch uh, orifice, this is this is it. 
So if you're if you're using tubing basically in your in your system, which is you know the new API 682 recommendation, I mean this what we what we see on the screen right here has to be the the fewest amount of leak points possible. Yeah, Logan Bustard. So um, talking about whether the factory can or, or how we do we offer these in different orifice sizes? Can we can we uh, do different things? Uh, I helped a customer out with a Plan 12. And that was, it was basically all run. They were having some issues with, with coking uh, up on the, on the seal faces. Anyways, uh, we got them this outsource filter pot. Well, at the end of the day, these uh, unions, they wanted to be able to test run, okay? So we, we were able to go through, and I think we got them six different sizes. We wound up having to get them six different sizes, multiple ones, and we were able to, to uh, do that as basically a factory special. And they were oddballs. They weren't just standard, you know, three sixteenths, eighth inch, quarter two, some crazy stuff. So, and nice. How how fast, in your opinion, in your experience, if you have to change out a orifice, let's say it does get plugged or something like that, how fast is it to change one of these components as compared to the flanges that are typically seen in the system? Oh, it's it's night and day difference. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, on a flange, like I said, you got a you know half inch, half inch one fifty, half Finish 300 you got four bolts right, right. four bolts you get two, you got to get two gaskets of gaskets for each side of the the uh the orifice plate uh and a lot of times we would we would see it in the field as well on, on an orifice plate that orifice plate could have been in the field for for 46 years man 50 oh. years uh and then what happens is we they try to stamp they try to stamp whatever orifice uh diameter it is whatever the dimension is on the handle of that orifice plate that's sticking out of the flange you want to kind of laser morph that, or, or but over over the years, I mean, this stuff is uh, you know not true three sixteen stainless, so obviously rust starts happening, corrosion starts happening. Now you you can't even see, you don't even know what you know. If your P and IDs are up to date, you know you may know what what orifice size that is, but uh, somebody could go pull a plate out of, out of the storeroom and throw whatever here. You've got the uh, specified eighth inch uh, lanyard right there on it to to know what's going on. Awesome. So, so continuing the uh, talk about orifices, what what other options do we have? Yeah. So everybody everybody utilizes, uh, or most customers utilize our integral flange adapters. Uh, just basically doing away with the traditional companion flange, which is uh, flange to female NPT. Uh, we use them all the way, all the time in the plant, you know, coming off of, off of pumps, whatever. You just throw a male connector or nipple or, or, or whatever coming out of that companion flange. Well, Swedge Lock having an integral flange adapter, it only made sense, I guess, to, to be able to, to do that same feature, but instead of having the full bore, be able to offer uh, the same value that our flange adapters do with, with the minimal leak, leak points on MPT flanges uh, and be able to throw that orifice in there to get from pipe to tube. Uh, so that's a big deal. You can see how small that hole is. That's perfect. So coming off of plan 11, you know, uh, a plan 11 to where you're going straight from your discharge with no strain or nothing like that, going straight to your seal flush, uh, this would be perfect for that. To go straight from, from pipe flange uh, to tubing, and you do away with that leak point, uh, especially with that rotating equipment vibrating. You want to... And a lot of customers, have, they may have a specification, if depending on what the what the process is as well, uh, to, to come back and seal weld this stuff, right? Well, you do away with the manpower, 
and the call welders and all that stuff, you know, not trying to take jobs away, but, but this is in the, in the market today in the industry. Uh, this is where you play a huge factor in being able to, uh, you know, minimize downtime and be able to get a job done pretty quick, slapping that flange on there. Nice. Awesome. So we, we have a question real quick and uh, I, I can, I can probably go ahead and take it with you guys help. Um, do all of these come with the tags? And we're assuming that we're talking about the orifice fittings right here. And uh, maybe you guys have something to add to this. But um, so like Jake said, we do sell uh, flange adapters without the orifice. Um, and those do not come standard with the tag. Our flange adapters with the orifice do come standard with the tag. And then on the orifice fittings, you can still purchase the orifice fitting, the tubing union, like we talked about just a second ago, without the tag. So if you do want that with the tag, please let us or our customer service team know. We'll, we'll make sure to get you the right one with the, uh, the hole in the hex and the tag running through it. So thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, all right. So moving on, is there, is there anything else we're going to discuss here? I got something else here. Mm-hmm. Throw it down there, bro. I'm, I'm going to throw this one first, and then let's put this one. This little line there. I'm going to layer it with its counterpart, which is <clears throat> I need a better camera, I guess, for this one. So <laughs> we have a thermal well here, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this apart, hopefully. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I can. This might be one. Yeah, that might be one that got thrown in a little too soon. But we have thermal wells. Talk to us about some thermal wells here. Okay. I have to go to the next one. I don't know what this is. I've never seen one of these. Now I'm messing with yep. you. I'm messing with you. So I had the thermal well teeth here. Uh, it it kind of goes back to the principle behind uh, what, what are seal support systems for? What are seal flushes for? Uh, the whole purpose of any kind of seal support system feeding into a mechanical seal is to reduce frictional heat. Um, so obviously you know what's what's correlated, uh, heat, movement, right? Rotation, friction, all that's correlated to heat. So so temperature indication is a huge deal in uh, in these systems. Uh, so in the field, uh, what you would stand what you would typically see in piping, before API 682, the piping would be, you know, you'd have a, a female, female's T, right? Uh, you know, female MPT, a female MPT on the runs and then on the branch MPT as well. Uh, and then you would be, it would be up to the technician's discretion to be able to make sure he goes and gets the right length thermometer with the right probe to be able to not impede flow and restrict flow or create an orifice uh, per se. So, uh, what we started seeing when we went to, after API 682, uh, we started using, you know, swedge lock T's, right? 810.3 or something. We'd be able to have that uh, with tubing. Uh, but we, we would see that restriction and you would cause issues. Uh, so, so when we seen the thermal well T's, this is a huge deal. Uh, as you start having issues with pumps, as MTBS uh, starts, starts creeping up or creeping down per se, you start losing that. Losing mechanical seals, you're having issues. Well, the first indication you want to see. Hey, Jay, yep. uh, real quick, MT, MTB, what, what is that? Uh, uh, everyone's watching and not familiar with that acronym. Yeah, mean time between 
failure, MTBF. That's the mean time between failure. That's a, basically a log, a data uh, to where you can notify and be and, and know what how long a mechanical seal is lasting in the field, right? And uh, and it's kind of you, you get you get in the point where you're seeing bad actors and you want to you want to figure out hey what's going on. Well, carbon yeah. OLT is a, a big reason, right? Uh, like I've shared with some people, it's not always economical. Uh, to, to be able to go out there and throw a, a Rosemont temperature transmitter in the system. Oh, hey, let's go throw, let's go run some, uh, you know, single pair 16 all the way to the house into the DCS and uh, set up a point on the FTA car and all this stuff. You don't want to, you don't want to be able to do all that stuff. It's just not, it's not, it's pointless whenever, uh, unless it's a, a piece, a critical piece of equipment. But for the meantime, you can be able to use these thermal weld tees and cut them in either inlet or outlet coming off your seal pot, whatever flush. Uh, and to be able to have a, a, a normal walk down for operations or whoever your technicians are in your millwright shop to be able to walk through and be able to look at, just take a, just take a note say, Hey, it's, you know, temperature's running 250 right now. Right. So it's a simple indication point, but the, the value add is, is the thermal well, right? Uh, you do away with a leak point. You don't have anything exposed to process with that thermal well now. It's welded. Uh, then two, you, you do away with the issue of the impeding flow because this thermal well T, if you can be able to see, I don't know if you can see through it, Buster. Maybe you can, I don't know if you'll be able to see it or not, but if you look down the barrel, look down the run, you look down the run. Yeah. Yeah. So basically that thermal well does not, it maybe goes a sixteenth of an inch down into to the port. So yeah, a little bit right there. Yeah, so so you you do away with that issue of having that stem of that that thermometer going all the way hammering all the way down to the bottom. I pulled them out of the hole. Where I couldn't get the thermometer out because somebody had physically got the wrong stem length and just started shoving it down the bottom of that T until it started bending. You know, they may have one or two threads on that MPT, but uh, the thermal T two you can you can do it in service, right? You, you don't have to worry about it. Hey, my my dial went out. Whatever, somebody somebody messed it up. Uh, I don't necessarily have to shut that pump down, take it out of service, fire up the sister pump. I don't have to do all that. I can just replace it on the fly. Put it on the put it on the schedule. Have a technician go replace them, or you know, operations do it. So one of the things that you're seeing in the field, like uh, from what you're saying, is how this one's already, you can tell the thermal well is welded into it. If they didn't have that well right there to install the thermometer, what, what could happen with that? Yeah, the, if, they, if they didn't have that well there, that's that's an additional leak point. You're talking about female MPT, female right. MPT or, yeah, for sure. That's an additional leak point. Uh, and even if they did put a thermal well uh, that wasn't welded, if somebody's trying to take that that thermometer out, uh, if they don't, obviously, if they're trying to do that, they're trying to do it live and in service because they think it's behind a thermal well. They can safely pull this this thermometer out and replace it. And what they do is they start backing off. You know, they may they may accidentally not have the wrench on the on the thermal well body, and they're trying to pull the the, therm- the thermometer out and wind up cracking that cracking that seal on those MPT threads, and you know, create create a leak point right there you know, disturb those threads. No. Hope that answers the question. That does. That does. Uh, that could be a pretty bad ha- issue. So. Yeah. So, Logan, any any questions you have on these or 
No, I'm checking right now. I, I don't I don't think we have any any other questions and and I think that's that's all the parts that we uh that we wanted to discuss today. So so thank you for going through that, Jake. Yeah, you bet. Uh, do do have a question for you though. Um how, how have your customers received all these parts? Your customers that you deal with, are are they using them? Do they like them? What what are the thoughts out out in the field? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. It was a uh, when I came on board and we, and we started sharing these products with customers. My first my first point of contact were were technicians because I was that guy. So I was able to go talk to them and, and really talk to them about, hey man, you know, this is the value they bring, and instantly, it's not a it's not a. Oh, let me think about if this will this will really add value. It's oh my gosh, where have these been? All, all our lives so uh so the value has been uh been pretty uh, pretty apparent you know it's, it's been there uh technicians love them um and i'll share with you uh the, the first time i had a discussion about these melixin connectors when i the, i'm just talking about the connectors in general right now but uh i had i had a customer uh that was having issues it was continuously they were, they were constantly having to pull these pipe nipples out uh, and re-thread them. They were basically putting them on a 585 threading machine. And uh, and what was happening, the dies, the dies, you know how we we always roll our threads, right? At Swark, we roll our threads. Well, these boogers, they were cutting the threads. And what happened was they basically created a straight thread. It wasn't even tapered anymore. So you could just, you could grab a female connector, 8178, and you could just spin it. You could just literally just spin it. You see it go down on the, on the nipple. So, uh, they try to try to put tape. They try to put pipe dope. They did everything. Uh, showed them these, they put them in the hole, uh, fix the problem that they've been having for eight months, uh, constantly have worked these pumps. So they standardized on customer actually standardized on, but, uh, that was, that's the reception. That's, that's how it's been received. Uh, is all these components, not just the Melixin connectors, but, uh, reducing downtime, reducing work time out in the field, and making life easier for the technicians, for sure. That's right. So we actually have two questions that just came through. Uh, so uh, the first one is, do you stock all these parts locally? We do have three warehouses, uh, one in Nederland, one in Houston, and one in the LaPorte area. We do stock a wide variety of these components. The best way to see what we have in stock, send us uh, our request in for a quote. Uh, I know we stock a lot of the half inch and a lot of the quarter inch, but as Jake said, if you're if you have a three eighths inch tubing, but your half inch NPT on your uh, connection into the flush system, we may have to go out for a quote for that to see the delivery. We do carry a lot of stock, so the chances are of having these in stock is pretty well. A lot of our customers are using these now. And just to add to that a little bit, um, we. We stock other sizes outside of half inch as well. I mean, we we had we had a customer looking for for a one inch thermal well tee the other day, and we we had it right there on the shelf. So we we keep a lot a lot of stock locally in our three warehouses and swage lock. You know, when they when we rolled these out up at up at our factory in Ohio, um, they also keep a lot of these parts in stock. So if we don't have it at one of our three offices, there's a good chance that they'll have it up there. And um, we can get them to you very quickly. And if you, if these parts do uh, kind of present an opportunity to improve your application, we can also stock these on your facility side through one of our vendor managed inventory. I know a lot of mechanical shops now that we're dealing with have their own inventory full of these. 
uh, all set, ready to go whenever the, the time to, to, you know, maybe change out a seal or to make a little improvement or you need to do a little bit of maintenance on it. Uh, the next question we have, what size of extended mail connectors are available? Uh, we do have a catalog. When this show is over, you're going to be brought to our webpage that does have all the information, our catalog, our sales support panels, um, and a lot of that information. So as Logan said, you know, the sizes go anywhere from three-quarter to quarter-inch, uh, depending on the application. So there is a wide variety of sizes available. No. And if you're talking about the length specifically, um, the standard lengths of the extended mail connectors are four inches and, and six inches. But like Buster said, as far as the end connections go, if you need a half inch MPT to a three quarter inch tube fitting, that I mean, we can we can do that, no. and, and vice versa. So just about any combination, let us know. Even if it's not in the catalog, ask. Um, it's it's hard to put, you know the you know, the part numbering in there for, you know, a thousand different fitting combinations, but we can, we can make very many different sizes of these extended mail connectors. Yeah. So great questions. Thank you very much. Uh, so we are coming up to the end of our time right here, Jake, we want to be respectful of your time because we really do appreciate you taking, uh, I know you're, you're out in the field a lot, seeing your customers. So we really thank you for coming on here and, and, and being with us at this time, my man. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so, for having me. We're going to let you get out in back in the field, and uh, Logan and I, we're going to wrap this show up, man. So have a good day, bud. 10-4. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks again, Jake, for, for coming. Um, just, just a couple little thoughts here to close us out. Again, we're super excited to have these parts. Logan, I, I believe I hit the wrong button, and I stopped your video. So. You didn't mean How rude. I, my bad, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Welcome back. So we're we're excited to have these parts, and and our customers are are really excited about it too. It's it's a group specifically for a group in the plants that we we deal with a lot, and it's something that that can help them out a lot. And when it comes down to it, when we're out talking to our customers and, and Buster, you can you can probably confirm when when they're looking for a component to install. There, there are a few questions or a few little criteria that they're looking for. You know, what's what's the easiest to install? What's what is available? What can I get? If it's easy but I can't get it, it does me no good. And then, what works the best? What's most reliable? And and is what I'm about to do going to be a safe solution? And and what Swagelock's developed here with all of these different options is or are a group of parts that help increase the reliability, reduce the leak points, and reduce installation time. So it, it really checks all those boxes. And most people that we've talked to about these, it, it's become it's become almost a no-brainer. So um, thanks, thanks for tuning in and, and listening to this. If you have any questions, let us know. Buster? And so just to kind of follow up on this, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned API 682. That's going to be coming up in a later episode. And the big part of that transition was going from pipe to tubing. And uh, sorry if you hear my dog in the background. Uh, he's a good guard dog. So one of the things that we've always talked about is the advantages of tubing over pipe. And now going into the rotating equipment, the seal support systems, the seal support flush panels and plans that we're going, plan 14, 11, uh, 52, all that you're seeing right there with these components 
in my experience and what I've been able to accomplish with my customers is the amount of speed and downtime that is reduced from using these components when you have to change things out. So if you if you are rotating equipment group, maintenance group, and you're looking at these, give us a chance to just come in here and talk to you about what your, your objective is for your system. So, uh, Logan? Yeah, so again, we want to thank Jake for, for coming on today. Uh, those of you that tune in, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your questions, your participation. Please join us next week. We will come to you with something new, maybe do it a different way. If you have any suggestions for something you'd like to see on the show, let us know. And as always, go ahead and check us out at sset.swagelock.com. Sign up for our newsletter to get a hold of some more information that we're going to be putting out in content. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just type in Swagelock Southeast Texas, and we should pull up. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.